Yeah. Science. <laughs> Again, welcome. <laughs> this podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell-Sturb. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan-Hale. And I'm Regina Heater. This podcast is about the collect of the week and I cannot remember my patter at all. I know. It's like just gone. Oh, but collect is kind of a funny sounding word, but it is still yes. like collect, as in you might collect toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and um, uh, what, else, what, else, what else are people stockpiling? Beans, rice. Yeah. All the things that you need to uh, survive the present apocalypse. It's true. It's true. You shouldn't stockpile those things because that's like not being a very good neighbor. DBH. No, it's not. <laughs> What's a good thing to collect for an apocalypse? That would be neighborly. What would be a good thing? Memories. <laughs> <laughs> Shared experiences. The O'Sullivan Hale Smith household actually does have this major stockpile of toilet paper right now. I realize this is actually a thing that may threaten my physical safety now that this is out there. But it's because, you know, I set up one of these Amazon subscribe and save things oh. and just drastically overestimated how frequently we needed shipments of toilet paper to come to the house. And so Frank had to plead with me to make it stop, which I finally have. But you know, we come into this well supplied with toilet paper. I have the same situation actually, because we use a company that um, has, they produce uh, paper goods sustainably. And so when they ship it to us, it's in a giant carton of like 50 rolls. And so we had just gotten that shipment maybe two weeks ago. Oh, wow. So we also, and I ordered one for my office too. So there's, like so much which is like a good thing because then i'm able to give it to people who need it desperately we had um i had just like the week before this whole thing went down i'd gone to target and gotten my traditional like 48 pack of toilet paper and i set it down in front of the front like right as you come in the front door because i had my hands full and whatever and now it's just still sitting there. It's kind of like a welcome to our home. Here, <laughs> you have a cornucopia of ways to wipe your butt if you need to. <laughs> uh, that's a sign of the apocalypse that that's how we welcome people. Yeah. <laughs> so you might wonder uh, where we've been. Um, where have we been? Where have we been? When was the last time we did this? Um, I looked it up. So it, it's been um, two years. Yeah. Wow. So, it was right before 2018. Yeah. I do remember people now. remember us anymore? I barely remember us. True. Are so. we really the people that we were back then? Are they remembering us true anyway? I, I don't know. I, Very valid point. So much has changed. I know. Holly, you're a married woman. It's true. Nice. It's true. It's very exciting. So I noticed Holly. Brendan had put in the show notes my old name, so that was cool. Oh, sorry. I just recycled the show notes from two years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fair. 
I still haven't gotten all my credit cards changed over. So why would I expect this to work? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> what's, what's new and different in your life, Regina? Uh, you know, this is actually coming up in a year, a year from next week, I will have had back surgery. Oh, right. I had back surgery a year ago. And so I keep time. I've been keeping time in terms of like when I hurt my back, when I got my back repaired and how I've like gotten better from, from there because it changed so much. It limited me so much. And so now I'm like, wow, I can do so much more now, you know, like a couple at Christmas, I was, um, uh, assistant minister. So in my church, that means the person who reads the prayers and helps with communion. And so you have to bend over to offer the, the cup and stuff like that. And I didn't have any problems. So I'm nice. celebrating. I'll be celebrating another year of like a sort of resurrection in a, in a couple of weeks. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's my thing. And Brendan, how's your job? <laughs> so Brendan, uh, what have you been up to? Yeah. yeah so, Brendan. My, my job is great. Um, it's been wild uh, because, you know, I, we're all here because, you know, this pandemic is forcing us to be church in new ways. Like none of us, literally none of us know what we're doing. We're just trying stuff and trying to be connected to one another and be community. And so, you know, I, I've been having, you know, a lot of conversations with clergy and lay leaders um, about, you know, everything from, you know, how are we going to make sure pledge income still comes in mm -hmm. um, to, you know, really, I think the more critical issue of just maintaining, maintaining community across distance. So. Um, yeah, the pledge income thing has been occupying me most of the week as I have also changed jobs since the last time we did this. And now I'm um, kind of virtual virtual CFO for a number of church related institutions. And um, so I would just say to you all, if you're listening, if you are a pledger, or if you're just a regular giver, please keep doing that during this time because your churches are trying to pay their people and pay their electric bills. And when, now, when there is no offering plate being passed around, it is challenging. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go, we did it, there yay, podcast. <laughs> So we're gathered here tonight because, dearly beloved, the lectionary and or the propers rather for this past Sunday basically just nailed it in terms of what the country is feeling right now. So we're in the third full week of Lent. Uh, and so, you know, if you're praying um, the daily office, then you've probably been praying this prayer um, as part of your morning prayer, or evening prayer uh, each morning um, or each day. And uh, so we thought we would just talk about that because, you know, what else do you do on a Friday night now? <laughs> so <laughs> so as Episcopalians, so you know that I'm not Episcopalian. I'm like quasi Luther Methodist. So do you, do you have a, um, a meat fast on Fridays? You guys um, eat fish on Fridays? It's kind of like a, some Anglo-Catholic parishes push that. Okay. Um, I've never been in a parish that did it, although I, my current parish does have a fish fry on, or did have a did. fish fry on Friday nights, um, but that's not a personal practice of piety that I participate in. Right. That was a lot of peas. Yeah. Um, 
our calendar, so if you get one of these Episcopal Church calendars that shows like the various saints' days and things like that, Fridays are marked as days of special devotion. So I, I think some folks do abstain um, from meat. Um, okay. I, I know that for a fact. Um, for, for my part, I'm, uh, we're ordering a veggie burger from a place down the street, but it's going to have bacon on it. That's fabulous. I think that's fair. <laughs> in in these uncertain times, eat bacon while you can. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's just a eat really... the cured meat that will last forever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah. sorry. The reason I asked was you said, what else would you do on a Friday night? And I was thinking, well, you'd eat fish because that's what, like, because I was raised Catholic and that's the tradition like even my family members who are no longer practicing Catholics, like that's what they still do. They yeah. ask for meat on Fridays and they, they, like, I just bought tuna fish for my parents so they can have it. It's just, it's just one of those embedded sort of things. So anyway. So is tuna one of those things that's like readily available at the supermarket right now? Yes. I haven't been since last Friday. So it, it was not, I went to the grocery on, Tuesday afternoon and it was honestly one of the most frightening things I've ever experienced. There were three types of meat available. Uh, frozen beef liver, one package of uh, or like a tube of pork breakfast sausage, you know, that you can slice up. We snagged that and four cans of tuna, which we also snagged. That was it. Wow. So when we left the store, uh, the only meat choices remaining were beef liver. Sorry, guys. So I was at the grocery store this morning to get stuff for my parents and for our household. And there was, so the multi-packs of tuna were gone, but mm. the single cans were still there, which like shocked me. But in the meat case, there was only pork. There was every kind of pork, spare ribs, you know, like whatever. But there was nothing. There was like a couple packs of ground beef. So, but yes, tuna, at least at my grocery store that I went to, the rest of it was a wasteland, but they did have milk though. So that was good. Yeah. That was good. My coworker's husband works at Trader Joe's and he uh, remarked that basically anything that is left in the store at the end of the day, they now know that they shouldn't carry anymore. Um, Cause it's like every day the inventory gets cleared out, except like the stuff that really nobody wants. So. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, that'll be an interesting economics question for people in the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So should we get to the prayer? Sure. Regina, would you be so kind as to um, pray it for us? Sure. Let me just pull it up here. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Wow. Huh. So what have you guys been thinking about it? I, it? It just struck me as like coming right in time at a time that we're 
all very afraid of a thing that can happen to our bodies or happen to the bodies of those we love. Um, and, you know, also at the same time that, you know, the, the, the terror that pervades so much of the country right now um, could really eat away at us. And if we think about a thing that can attack the soul, that's, that's one of them. So, and that, that's why this really stood out to me. Yeah. It feels like to me that I'm less concerned about the adversities which may happen to my body and more concerned about the evil thoughts. Yeah. Um, because this is, a, you know, I am a raging introvert, like raging. I work from home uh, most of the time, do virtual work. I'm very happy being at home alone all the time. Um, this past week has about done me in. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are here. My husband's here. Like we have a 1200 square foot house and that is not a lot of room for all four people to be. And it's been raining all week and everybody's just like, <laughs> and there is a lot of um, just I don't I don't really dig the uncertainty thing. It's not it's not my jam. It's not where I thrive and and uh, I mostly crave some uh, sanity and protection from all of the hamster wheel of thoughts that is constantly like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if X and then Y and then Z? The thing that that really hit me when I was reading the prayer was the sense of wholeness in the prayer that we have inward and outward, our body and our soul. Like it has to be both. And so we're we're thinking about um, in a time of pandemic, we're thinking about our bodies. So we want to be protected from whatever sickness is happening. But we also need to remember that we're integrated, that our souls are part of this. And so we also need to remember that this is the time that we need to, to pray. And yeah. maybe what we're not praying necessarily for is to be healed or for not to get sick, but to be protected from those things that make it more difficult for us to be kind, to be generous, um, to be thoughtful. That's what really got me when I was reading through the through the prayer. That is so true. One thing that really surprised me as I was going down various rabbit holes in preparation for this podcast is like, um, so this prayer is super, super old. Um, so it's from the uh, Gregorian Sacramentary, which um, dates to somewhere between 600 and 700. Um, so I'm, it, it's like got a solid 1400 years and it was traditionally associated with the second Sunday of Lent. Um, I'm not quite sure why it's the third Sunday of Lent now, but there, there you go. Um, but so then I, I downloaded a copy of the Gregorian Sacramentary in Latin because, you know, as one, of course you did. As one does. <laughs> <laughs> because I was trying to track down like how this prayer has changed over time and I had a hard time, um, figuring out like which prayer was this one because I, I don't read Latin. Um, but I, as I was pup, um, putting like the prayers for Lent into Google Translate, 
uh, there were two like big things that I learned. One is that the literary form of the collect completely baffles Google Translate. It is not set up to handle it. So there's that. Uh, and, and then the second thing is that like all of the Lenten collects uh, that I did plug into Google Translate um, had a real emphasis on the struggle of the Lenten fast. And so my, I'm taking a bit of a guess here because I couldn't find this exact prayer, but that what was being prayed here was not so much protection from illness or injury or something like that, but actually um, protecting um, the discipline of the fast from bodily hunger, hmm. which I thought was a really interesting point of emphasis um, and so different from, from why the collect struck me this week. How, uh, how have you guys done with, I don't know if you have a Lenten discipline of, of giving things up or adding things, but um, I know that a lot of those things have gone by the wayside as we've gone from, you know, normal life to very abnormal life. How have your Lenten disciplines been going? Well, my Lenten discipline was um, literally to give up expectations of having a Lenten discipline. Because <laughs> I, like, I kept, good job, Reg. I, I kept thinking about it, like coming up in, into it. And like, I didn't even get to Ash Wednesday services this year because I had a migraine for three days that just you know, and I would, I was like, okay, I'm going to actually, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go to Ash Wednesday services at eight o'clock at this church because then I don't have to be to work till 10. And I had this whole plan and then everything like this migraine for three days just did not relent. I missed work. It was everything. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of saints that suffered from migraines and <laughs> thought maybe maybe I'm just gonna go with I, I like the idea of fasting from migraines but that you know I don't have any control over that so couldn't do that but um the idea that just living in my body is sort of enough for right now just because like having gone through a year of rehabbing my back and then the migraines just got really bad right around the beginning of Lent so I was trying to be like okay if you try to give up a, a food or try to add on something you've already tripped at the beginning because mm -hmm. of the body. So I was like, you know what you're going to do? You're just going to do a little more paying attention to people on Facebook. So if a prayer comes to you to write, that's what you're going to do. Like that's going to be the thing. And that I think has had ample opportunity to work the last the last couple of weeks as I've really seen before this even really became an issue I saw a lot of people who were struggling and I was like okay I feel like this is where my role is right now is just being okay enough in myself so that I can do the ministry that I that I want to do for people which is the prayers that I write yeah. so that's where I'm that's where I'm at for Lent just yeah. trying to get through, I guess. Yeah, for me, I, I didn't, I, I went into Lent a little loosely this year. I was just like, I don't know, I'm going to try to focus on my prayer life because I'm so, I've been pretty inconsistent lately. Um, and so 
I'm kind of rocking that right now because mm. <laughs> I've got a lot of time on my hands and no excuses. <laughs> I took Facebook and Twitter off my phone for Lent, which those of you who know me know that's a big step. Um, I am, despite being a raging introvert, I spent a lot of time on both of those sites. Um, and I just found that I was self-isolating. That, that word feels different now. <laughs> yeah. But but like doing a lot of of interacting with people on my screen instead of interacting with people in my life. And so I decided to take those off and I still can't access them on uh, my laptop, but I, I tend to be much more disciplined with my laptop because that's where I work. So like I close my laptop and I walk away from it at five o'clock most of the time. I'm on it now, but so I check in every day, just kind of scroll through, but I haven't been posting things and it's been kind of interesting. Um, I have really missed that, but I haven't been tempted to add it back because I just feel like there's so much else going on right now that I don't need two more distractions from the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, on the other hand, it's given me ample opportunity to dive really headlong into the news app, which is less than helpful <laughs> for me right now. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, you know, I think, I think God is, is with, me and that journey and and gets what I'm up to and um, you know we'll see we'll see yeah. I really I really admired that that's the way that you went because every year I have that kind of like what am I should I do it should I not do it and then ultimately the reason that I don't is because there are very specific people in my life that that's how I'm specifically connecting with them and yeah. I I don't necessarily want to upend their life to make it, you know, like the other, yes. the other way around kind of thing. And then I'm like, and even if I did, could I, could I do the things that I do? Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, prayers on social media. So how can yeah. I, how can I make that work? Like, could I like do the, you know, make it and then like go in long enough to load it up. But then also I realized that that's how I get the, um, you know, like the, the compost for the prayers. Mm -hmm. So like, sure. that's the, the discipline for it, but it is, it's so hard to just like step away. And I realized two nights ago, I was scrolling, endlessly scrolling that thing. And then I was like, and I was like, Oh man, everybody's really struggling. And it was like, this like lightning bolt was like, duh, this is when you're supposed to write a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, then you need to use it for for something. So then I, there I am. It's eleven o'clock at night, and I'm pulling out my laptop and I'm typing up. So I'm like, okay, but at least and but then I can do that thing. I can close it and walk away. Mm -hmm. And then I you know I have sort of a discipline to only to only use Instagram after a certain time. Like try not to use not, try not to go on Twitter like late night or something like that. Sure. But I really. Sometimes I think that that would be a really good thing to do. The closest I've come is moving the icons like on my phone to like uh -huh. the last, the last screen. Yeah. Yeah. I kind get that. I have also been trying to be very mindful of like when I do get on Facebook and Twitter on my laptop, like what does that feel like for me? And, and right now 
it's a weird mix of like, oh, I'm, I'm glad to know that so-and-so is still doing well. Oh, you know, somebody's pregnant. Yeah. Oh my God, you know, whatever. So-and-so bought a house. And then also it's, it's, it's also heavy. <laughs> like all of the weight of all my friends and the people I know and love being scared and uh, unsure about things. And so, yeah, it's a, uh, I haven't decided yet. Like Tom asked me the other day, are you going to put it back on after Easter? And I was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what the state of the world is when we get that far and see if it'll be uh, helpful or hurtful, unhelpful. Yeah. 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 Sometime, you know, Regina, we ought to really talk about your creative process for your prayers. Um, it's probably oh, out of scope for tonight, but I just think, a, they're beautiful, and B, they make me think differently about what prayer can be, because they're like, you know, a collect has, you know, a really specific structure and a petition and stuff like that, whereas your prayers are more like you're seeing people for where they are, um, and there's a, a real love in that. Um, and it's love of neighbor that is also love of God and prayer. And um, it's really, really wonderful. I love it. Thank you for saying that. I would be happy to talk about that sometime. Oh, look, uh, somebody has commented. Melinda is talking, says hello to Regina. <laughs> oh, <laughs> college people. <laughs> Those are friends. Melinda's a friend of mine from college. Hi. Oh, cool. For those of you who don't remember your collect call from two years ago, um, a standard collect in the prayer book has three parts. And the first part is the preamble. That's right, isn't it? Preamble? That's right. Um, which is usually the part that says something like, oh God, who knows that, you know, in this one, almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves, which is a very uh, circular, <laughs> way of saying that but I like it anyway um, and then the next part would be the the meat of the prayer which is the petition right what, what are we asking for this one keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls so so God is keeping us so that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul and then finally, um, a collect will end with a conclusion, which is usually a mediation. And in most of the ones in the prayer book are this same mediation or similar through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. I was looking at the 1559 prayer book today. And, you know, as, as one you know, does. <laughs> and as you point out on those conclusions, always being the same. Like at the end of the collects in the 1559 version, you get to through Jesus uh, Christ, our Lord. And then it, it, it's like through Jesus Christ, our Lord, etc. <laughs> they just assume you just know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. Well, I might try that now. It's complicated. Yeah, then, so. I like it. Well, do we have anything else to say about all this? I think, I think that what always amazes me about any prayer book 
is that there's always a prayer that works and speaks to you somehow in the situation that you're that you're in because like the psalms the people who put them together understood humanity mm-hmm. which is a hard thing i think for people to understand sometimes because people feel like the church is so separated from their everyday life like if i hear a comment consistently from people it's that the church is here and they're here and they're not integrated and like whenever they find a church that fits them that's the thing that makes them so excited because somebody somehow connected with them but the psalms and these collects these prayer books the people who put them together they under they understood the human condition sometimes like a little too intensely yeah 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 the psalms can go to a a pretty dark place right exactly but like if we're reading this collect a year ago or two years from now it's still going to speak to us. Mm-hmm. It speaks especially to us right now because of the, the terrible condition of humanity at the moment at so many levels, because we're dealing with a pandemic, we're dealing with illness everywhere, but then we're also dealing with subtexts of what happens when humanity is almost falling apart. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting, I keep hearing people are like, they need to hear good news. There's a podcast that I listened to that decided that they're going to daily edition. And they said, we're going to conclude with something that will make you smile because we're being inundated with all of this stuff. So the subtext is we don't get a lot of good news and we get a lot of why are people hoarding? What does your privilege do to you in a situation like this? How are we actually going to care for the people who are sick all the time, the people who are dealing with difficult conditions all the time? So when we read this prayer, we're going, okay, I know that I, that I need to be protected from these terrible thoughts because, I mean, I'll just confess now, every time I see a press conference or every time I see tweets from politicians, I'm going, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And then I go, or I was like yelling at people in my head in the grocery store today. Six feet. What is wrong with you? Stay away. Yeah. Six feet. And then I'm I literally I'm walking away and I'm like, okay, that was, at least you didn't yell out loud at them, you know, but <laughs> you definitely had a mean face on them. So I made it, went through the, I said, okay, Jesus, I got to do better than this. So I made sure that as I walked through the grocery store, I kept smiling at them, you know, just like, mm-hmm. okay, because that's what's going to help my soul right now like that's jesus saying to me i need you to do just a little better right now and so let's try just smiling and see if that can get to your brain physical to soul yeah so but that's the thing that amazes me about about prayers is in prayer books is that we're consistently finding that they speak to us at almost at almost any time some of them you know a little bit you know but that's what i that's my conclusion. Well, and you know, there's a reason this one's stuck around for like 1400 years. Um, it, it's newness could be overrated. This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, Regina, I, I think you've um, given us how we're going to bring this thing home right now. So what is something that, that is making you smile in the midst of all this besides Jesus making people the grocery store? So something that's making me smile is actually um, videos of my nieces who are schooling from home, but watching Star Wars 
while they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say that there was a time, they're little, they're eight, six, and four. And I was thinking, what happens if they don't love Harry Potter and Star Wars? Like what happens? Because I love Star Wars and Harry Potter. Like, well, we have a connection point. But they started watching Star Wars and the middle niece loves, 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 loves them. And I think the other niece will too. So it's good to see that, um, you know, they're doing their writing assignments and writing about spring and Star Wars. That's a good thing. Life will still go on and they will still learn and we will still get through and Star Wars endures. What about you, Holly? Um, well, like I said earlier, it has been raining nonstop here, but today it is not. And I don't know if you can see there's some sun coming through the window back there, but um, my husband and I went out and worked in our garden for two hours and we planted carrots and potatoes and broccoli because damn it, I need to know that the world is still happening. Like, and, and we haven't been abandoned here in this kind of like, it feels that way sometimes in, in all of this, like, oh, just everything's falling apart. Social structure has no meaning yeah. anymore. But like, you know, I spent some time working in the dirt and put some seeds in the ground and I have faith that they're gonna come up and make me some broccoli. Um, and that made me really happy. I feel much more centered um, today than I have at any point since all of this, like, self-isolation thing started because um you know i could get up real deep into like seed and plant and god metaphors but i'm not gonna do that to you guys it's friday night so <laughs> i think that's awesome that you got to connect <laughs> to your garden yeah it made me happy brendan um well hashtag cat disclaimer yes but, um, but you know I've been, I'm really fortunate in um, that we have a, a spare bedroom that I've really been able to dedicate as my office so that I do have a commute to work. Um, <laughs> so when I'm, when I go up those stairs, I'm on the clock and, and when I'm not, I'm not. And, um, but so one of the cats follows me up and she spends the morning driving me crazy. Um, I have a standing desk that I, I hauled home from the office. And so she believes it to be a cat tree. And um, so right. she drives me crazy. She, she types inappropriate messages in Slack. Um, and then um, sometime around 1130 in the morning, she just completely sacks out um, on the bed and just spends the rest of the afternoon asleep. And I am finding um, the whole thing annoying and delightful. That's wonderful. Yes, I saw a, a meme that was going around about, you know, now that everybody's working from home, refer to your kids or your pets as your coworkers and tell yeah. about like, you know, oh, my, my coworker pooped on the floor today or whatever. <laughs> and and um, yeah, I've been dealing with these two obnoxious coworkers since I started my consulting gig in July and they are a lot. Yeah. But they're also adorable and precious, and I am so glad they're here. Awesome. So there you go. Call it call listeners. I still have the same two cats. Um, Bella is now 18 years old. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and Bodie is eight. But uh, Bella's still out here. She has arthritis. She can't get up and down the stairs very well these days. 
but she, uh, she's still living the dream, baby. That's awesome. So how can people find you and your fabulous prayers, Regina? So the easiest way is to just go on any social internet channel, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and find me. My handle is Show. So it's R-E-C-K-S-H-O-W. So if you look, if you search for that, you'll find me and you'll find the prayers, and that's the easiest way. Great. How about you, Holly? Oh, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what the best way is to find me, but you can... uh... You can get in touch with me through my new uh, website, which is Holly, H-O-L-L-I, doesthings.com. That's my uh, landing page for my work, and you can find uh, my email and um, my Facebook and Twitter stuff there, too. Cool. Um, How about you, Brendan? Find me on Facebook. That's where I am, mostly. And I, I... I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Indy Brendan. That's I-N-D-Y Brendan. I I really only lurk on Twitter these days, so I'm no fun to follow there. I I post pictures of my cats on Instagram. He does. They're very cute cats. Yeah. Awesome. I mostly post, post churchy stuff on Facebook and cats. Our music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVee, distributed under a Creative Commons license, and we are so happy to be hearing that song again. Yes. Um, and um, we will be back with you at some point. I don't know when. We kind of just threw this together yesterday, so I don't know if we're if this is a Friday night thing or not. Um, we, we all have tons of flexibility these days, so, you know. Let all mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly-minded For with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descend our full homage to